0: Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Hey guys, we're back with the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm dating and relationship expert Laura Bellotta with singleinthecity.ca. And joining me today as a host is Joan Kelly Walker. She's an incredible woman, a philanthropist, contributor to Living Lux magazine, and soon to be featured on the social movement TV show on Amazon. How exciting.
0: It is exciting.
1: Have you heard anything? Are you going to be taping during COVID or... Well, you
0: know, they we did have a phone call yesterday that they have had to push things back because it's a Miami production company and, and they don't want to spend the time quarantining because we were going to shoot in Montreal. So now they want to shoot in Florida, but they're going to wait it out a bit just for things to calm down and keep us all safe.
1: Awesome. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about what it means to be sexy, going beyond the typical traits we associate with that word. Our guest is naturopathic Dr. Nadia Rizzo. She's the author of Eat Your Way Sexy, the straightforward guide to losing weight and having the confidence to own who you are. Today we're going to talk about how to connect with your higher self and soul purpose and how that impacts your physical body. Nutrition and why protein is key if you want to achieve optimal health how spiritual alignment plays into the relationships we attract, and so much more. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: We're excited to have you. Well, I want to begin by pulling a quote from your book, because I think it's the perfect place to begin this conversation. When you live your life in alignment with what your soul needs to be doing to ascend to higher levels of being, your body will respond. Can you explain this concept? And, and also, I wanted to know, like, first explain it, and then I want to know how do we figure out what our soul needs, especially for those who feel somewhat lost? We'll start with explaining the concept.
2: Okay, yeah. So uh, being something that um, I think is su- super common, actually, at one time or another, we all, you know, feel lost, and I think we get lost in the physical because we live in a physical world. But what I have found through my own journey and through supporting others through my one-on-one private practice is that if we are staying in that physical structure, that physical view of things, whether it's the diet or the relationships, having that view of, of just the physical and not addressing the emotional, the mental, and even the spiritual, especially, I feel like this gets left out a lot we will never reach the highest level of alignment and alignment is really just knowing who we really are. And that is, we're not just these human shells, you know, we're we're spirit beings who came to have a human experience, but who we truly are is not this human shell. So it's important that we don't get lost in that human perception just because we're having this human experience for this lifetime. So what I've, come to understand is we're not going to get there through thought. We're not going to get there through thinking. And you can think of, um, I'm sure any one of your listeners and all of us can think of a time where we get lost in our thoughts and it kind of becomes this never ending tunnel of, of thinking and thoughts and the what if. And I found that that's really not the path, the way to get there. And someone has taught me this very well is through the heart and how to get there through the heart is through feeling, and when I say feeling, again, I don't mean emotion. Emotion that tends to get stuck with thought. I mean through through our through our heart. So uh, tools that we can use. And I, I understand there's going to be people who are listening and going, okay, this is really out of left field, but we can all get there. It's just a choice. And There are stepping stones to get there and tools we can use to try and connect. And I I feel like for anyone, if you feel like it's calling to you that you want to make a step in that direction, then you should follow that. You should follow that. And it might look different for some. So a tool that really helped me is meditation. But again, not meditation in terms of mantras or things that I was repeating that was getting me lost more in thought meditation that's gonna get us out of our thinking brain and more into the feeling and more into the heart. So I use the seedmovement.com a lot and those meditations help me a lot to be able to connect with my heart more. That's just one example. A lot, of, a lot of people just I I think they don't
0: trust their heart. Like that's your intuition, right? Like that's your soul mm-hmm. and, and like who you are. But we live in a world that is so you know, driven by people's brains and their thoughts, and their thoughts lead to actions. And, Mm -hmm.
2: you know, that's a a really hard place to get to, I think. It can be. It can be. Yeah, it can be. Um, I was having an experience, and and here's the thing is, I think sometimes we think we're going to get there, like it's an end destination. Okay, I'm going to get there, and now I'm here, and I have fallen into this myself. Okay, now I'm here, work is done, you know, wipe the dirt off my hands and i'm done and it's not because we live in this human experience and we have experiences every day and other people and triggers and kids and co-parenting and all kinds of stressors and so we're constantly faced with these situations that can lead us down a path of stress let's just call it stress that's easy to relate to and i had recently had this myself and i thought no i'm not going to go down the path of being stressed about this this time I'm going to choose differently. I have the choice to still choose peace as I have this experience instead of allowing myself to get lost in the stress.
1: So how mm-hmm. do we figure out what our soul needs, especially for those who who do feel lost? You said meditation is one way. Yes. Can it be a thought that keeps reoccurring in, in our brains? Like if I feel like, okay, maybe I'm not in the right profession, um, mm-hmm and I'm not happy about that, then things are not going to align for me, right? But if I find what I meant to do in this lifetime, then things, and I start focusing and putting all my energy into that, then things will start aligning for me. Am that's I correct? One w- that's,
2: one, that's one way to look at it. That could be your experience. Um, I have found for myself that when it's important to, yeah, to talk about you know, doing something. So that can be an important part of the puzzle for sure, because we can get lost in the doing of something that we actually just find draining. So and and you know, this is a dating and, and relationships show, right? So imagine if someone is feeling in any outlet of their life that they're getting lost in this draining situation that could be work. Is that going to be very attractive? Are you going to be in a state you wanna call in this grandiose love? You want to call in this grandiose life, this happiness, this peace, but are you allowing yourself to experience what it is like to feel that peace and that love? If you're constantly choosing the stress and the draining, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you're Makes going sense. to be, you're going to be matching yourself with the complete wrong energy. You've been or think about being around someone. You've been around them. They have no needs, no wants. They're not looking to get something from you. They're completely content, whether you're there or you're, or you're not. And this could be a friend. It could be a coworker. It doesn't have to be just a, a romantic thing. How magnetic is that person who's simply at peace being who they are, being secure in who they are, being connected in who they are, and not being lost in the, in the physical life stress or in the mm-hmm. physical, you know, idea of what it is we think we need in this human experience?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so they would be very magnetic right (laughs) Yeah. wouldn't you want a piece of that peace pie like wouldn't you just want to you know we've all been around someone like that and it just you just you wow oh my god I wish I could have that I wish I could be like that and it makes you you're drawn to them because their peace draws you in and imagine how I'm struggling to find the word but how Wonderful it is to be in that state, and you're not looking for a partner because whether it's again, I, I had talked to Laura about this it's not, it doesn't matter if it's the weight, it doesn't matter if it's your job, it doesn't matter if it's the relationship. If you are not connected and you're not vibrating at the right frequency, you're not going to call in what you want for your life. It's going to be the same across the board. It doesn't matter what area of your life it
1: is, it is all the same. Yeah, we've heard this. We've heard this before. We've we've talked about this several times on the show, and it's quite quite interesting, actually. But oh. it's it's true because when I'm really on my game and I'm focusing, for example, uh, at my job, like really focusing on um, on my work, things will start happening. If I start imagining and picturing, okay, I and putting thoughts out there, I need a photographer. I need a photographer. I need a photographer. Oh. All of a sudden, a photographer will call me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love but when I, that happens. And it, it happens, happens all, the, happens all time, the time, though.
0: Yeah. But it's because I'm on my game, I'm
1: focused, and this is what I'm drawing into my life.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't take the time to actually notice those things. And once you start noticing and paying attention, they do happen all the time. And I don't think it's coincidence. It is like the energy you're putting out and the frequency that you have. So then you're finding those alignments. I love it.
1: I love it, too. It works. Yeah. It does. We need to take a break, but we are redefining sexy. When we come back, stay with us.
0: Now back to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bilotta from SingleInTheCity.ca on Global News Radio six forty Toronto.
1: You're listening to Global News Radio six forty Toronto the dating and relationship show and tonight we're talking to Nadia Rizzo she's a naturopathic doctor author of eat your way sexy the straightforward guide to losing weight and having the confidence to own who you are we're discussing how higher self and soul purpose can impact your body in a positive way as well as uh, how aligned living can impact your relationships or our relationships I'm Laura Bellata with Joan Kelly Walker tonight no. now Uh, Nadia, as a naturopathic doctor, you have supported many patients in their journey to feel their best, and many of them come to you to help them lose weight. They want to be fit. They want to feel sexy. Um, As you put it in your book, you state that sexy isn't a number. It's not your dress size, how tall you are, how small your waist is, or how big your boobs are. Sexy is an inner knowingness, an internal state of being. Can you elaborate on that for us, please?
2: Sure. Sure. A lot of times, I think we um, are inundated with this idea of what is attractive or what is physically sexy, and we can get lost in in that. But what I've come to understand in my experience is that it has nothing to do with any of those things that you listed. And it has nothing to do with the weight. And when someone has something they are trying to get, whether it is to lose weight or anything else in life that you're trying to get, I always ask them why, because it's never actually about the weight. The weight is an outer manifestation of what's going on on the inside. It is never about, Can I can't say it enough, it is never about the weight it is an outer manifestation of what is going on inside. And so a question that I often ask people is why? Why do you want this? And same for relationships. Do I want to find someone. Find someone for what? Find someone why? If you're not clear, you're not going to find it. You don't know what you're looking for. It's not going to, you're not going to find it. Why do you want to lose the weight? Why do you want to find the partner? why and you keep asking and they'll start with I I go through this in my book where I give an example where someone says because I want this because I want to lose the 50 pounds because I want the jeans because and by the time we get to the end of it and I keep digging with the why we actually get to the core of the emotion the true why right And, and that's part of your part of your heart center why why do you really want this it's always a deeper meaning and if you dig deep enough you will find it and you always know the answer you always do
1: well, I know that f- for myself, I like being fit and um, staying healthy because it makes me feel better about myself. And I love being able to put on, you know, a uh, certain clothing size and, and, and so forth. Joan, I mean, why do you like staying fit and healthy?
0: Well, you know, I, I do totally agree, though, that I, I feel like the extra weight is, Just like it's a manifestation of what's going on in the inside. I Because for myself, I know like when we were shooting The Real Housewives of Toronto, I lost a ton of weight, but I was really just sort of focusing on myself and I felt great. Like it was so fun and so exciting that the weight just fell off. And then since then, I feel like, you know, everybody's complaining about these COVID-19. I'm not where I want to be. And and. I don't know. It's like I I understand it's the manifestation of the inside. Maybe I'm feeling like okay, we're all hunkered down, so it's okay. Or I'm just spending family time. I'm being a mom, so I've got this extra weight. I don't. I mean, not really
1: like a ton of extra weight, but you know how you feel, right? Yeah, two pounds is extra weight for Joan. Yeah. (laughs)
0: But, you know, we all have how we feel. And I work out all the time because it does make me feel good. And those numbers are things like that's how we kind of keep track of these things for ourselves. Like, which am I wearing my my bigger pants or my smaller pants? You know, that's unfortunately just the way
2: it is in the world.
1: And, Natty, are there misconceptions about what it means to be sexy that you want to straighten?
2: A hundred percent. And I, I always say, um, I don't own a scale. So you could walk through my entire living space. You will not find one. And I won't know if I have officially gained or lost X amount of pounds because I don't weigh myself. So um, if I could go into every one of my patient's houses and, and with a sledgehammer and break your scale, I would. Okay. And <laughs> I can uh, tell because... what
1: I've lost or gained weight. I can tell. I can tell by my yeah. legs. Yeah. Especially... Mm-hmm. And my boobs yeah. shrink. <laughs> and sometimes
2: you're, I just want to shed some light here. You can be gaining muscle and burning fat, and you can True. actually, the number can actually go up, True. and you'll still feel better in what you're wearing because it's muscle. So the number, I feel like it's just such a caveman way of doing things. It's like counting calories. That's ridiculous. I do not count calories. I do not do that with anyone. I think it is such a caveman way of doing things, just like it is to obsess about the number on the scale. And it feels—I don't know if I like what wording I can use here. I'll just say it feels like junk. I would—I would use a different word, but I don't know if I'm allowed to on the air here. You probably are. Um, what is it? It's shitty. Okay, so you feel it's really shitty. shitty. To, to, to look at the scale and to be obsessing about the scale, does that
1: feel good? Does that feel good? No, it doesn't. No. no. Is that what you so mean you, when you write about your body responding to how you treat yourself? Your body
2: responds to every thought you have.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
2: not even just if you're doing anything that's making you feel shitty you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs>
1: like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what it but is. Sometimes we can't help ourselves. We have to do shitty things because that's part of life and life isn't all grandiosos. Whatever. No, it's not. Life's not. A, a choice. No, no because what if you have a job no. that you don't like and you have to go to work because you've got to put food on the table? You're still doing something you don't like to do, but you have to do it because you have to feed your family.
2: That's a great mm-hmm. example. I'm a single mom. I'm a single mom. I get you it. I, that's a great example, but there's still choice in there. So there's two choices. There's the choice to have that experience and every day walk into that experience. Oh my gosh, this is so shitty. Oh my God, but I have to do this because I have to put food on the table. Oh my God, yeah, I hate the my job. Being... And having this internal rhetoric of making yourself feel like crap all day long, which isn't helping. Or you can say, I am so blessed to have the opportunity to make these finances to support my family. And I know that on the way something else better is coming. And maybe after you put your kids to bed, I mean, I, I know as a single mom there, are, I allow myself two nights a week to stay up and do some work after I put Munchkin to bed. And you, maybe you stay up and you're looking for another job or you're working on that side business. Yes, There's I always agree an that. hour you can find to build what you want I and agree. call it in. As long as you're 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 staying in the state of gratitude and being blessed, it will come to you. So don't, don't fall for that trap that human trap of guilt tripping yourself or being in the negative, because then you're you'll never get it, and you're and no, you're. Choosing sometimes,
1: it. sometimes, you need to do things temporarily, but then, right with the right thought process, you can come out of yeah. that. You can grow out of that. I get, that I find,
2: get really yeah. up in arms about this, Laura, and I I just get really pumped because. Because it's, it's disempowering, especially for a woman. It is disempowering, and especially the single mom. And I had this trap myself. Well, single moms are supposed to struggle. Well, single moms, no, we're not. And it's a voice. And, and it bothers me because we, we, then we do it to ourselves. And I say this in the book. If you are holding yourself, making yourself feel guilty about something, it could be an experience. Why did I have a kid with that person? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? You are now doing it to yourself. it isn 't even the experience anymore because now you're choosing it every day by your thoughts. so stop mm-hmm. because you have the power to change it don't don't lower yourself to that don't do that
1: mm-hmm. We do so
2: have, you have the to power. have a, a
0: plan right like you have to set some goals, but you know flush out all of your ideas and then have tangible steps that you can take yeah, that's a very
2: good thought. point, very good point because. Uh, And that's why I have the four, those main chapters, because it's sandwiched between all these things, but then I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to give you the physical stuff because we have a human body and we live in a physical world and you need to know how to manage it. So, of course, I'm going to give you the steps in terms of the eating and the diet and the exercise and the hormone part and balancing those things out. That's, of course, important.
1: Okay, let's talk about uh, weight loss now a little bit. Um, and this is this question came from Taylene. She's our, our show assistant, and she's she's got bad skin, so she wanted me to ask this question. <laughs> um, can the above principle, which applies to weight loss or whatever, also apply to skin? Like what if someone is constantly struggling to gain control over their skin, whether they're dealing with acne, eczema, outbreaks, dull skin, whatever?
2: yeah that's a great question so with when it comes to skin uh, it's an outer (laughs) manifestation again only more physically now of what's going on inside so skin is highly related to the gut okay what's going on in the gut a lot of times people have inflammation a lot of times people are getting uh triggered inflammation from certain things that they're eating it could be hormones that are out of balance so you want to make sure you're looking into the right lab testing and getting all of that done so skin Yes, there's two parts. What am I putting on my skin? Am I washing my makeup brushes? Am I washing my face? Am I cleansing? Of course, that's important. Then we go internal because if you don't address the internal, it will never fix the external. So with skin, am I getting enough water? It really manifests on our skin if you're getting enough water or not. Are you avoiding your food sensitivities or foods that could be triggering inflammation in your body? Are your hormones balanced? Are you managing your stress? Those kinds of things. Is your gut health? being taken care of, all really great things that you can work on with a licensed naturopathic doctor.
1: Now, I just want to add something. So I've always had a bad gut, inflammation and so forth, okay? And I still suffer. How do you know? So that's why I just know because I, trust me, I know. I mean, I've followed the food combining diet. I've had acid reflux. I see a specialist. I have bad, bad issues with my stomach. They're getting better because I am following a FODMAPS diet. And I feel so much better. But right. I have very vibrant skin. And everywhere I go, I always like, Laura, your skin is amazing. They always notice my skin. It's soft. Mm-hmm. It's like vibrant. It's shiny. And I've always had these issues with my stomach.
0: But you're also a very confident, positive person. And you yes, have beautiful energy around you. So I think that's part of it, too, why your skin is so beautiful.
2: What do you think, Nadia? Agreed. Yeah, it could. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Yeah. And um, there could always be, if you read the book, I talk about inflammation that can be getting triggered just in the gut because there are different antibodies. So I talk about IgG versus IgA and how you can get general inflammation in the body. And sometimes we have a, a food that is triggering general inflammation and then other times we have food that is actually just triggering the antibody that is more concentrated in the gut so that could be happening that you're not getting the general trigger but you're actually triggering gut inflammation that's a little more isolated so that's because that could be a piece of the puzzle as well I don't know because we haven't done the investigation but it's possible it's a possibility.
0: So, Nadia, I have to ask, what does living in alignment look like? Like, this is, like, ongoing work that you have to keep constantly doing.
2: Um, so what
0: does it look like? What does it feel like? Yeah,
2: Joan, that's a great question. I feel like that could look different for everyone. But, in a, you know, as a blanket statement, the feel, you mentioned feel, Joan, and that is so key. What will it feel like? It will feel Right. It won't feel heavy. It'll feel light. And I don't mean like physical weight. I just mean, you know, in your being, when something feels not stressful and it just feels light and easy, that's what I mean. And it will be joyful because when we're in alignment, you can't – you don't experience those negative emotions when you're in alignment. You don't experience – as humans, we can fall back into that, but we're not going to be sitting in that state. So it'll feel we're joyful.
0: Trying it'll to feel have, peaceful. We're trying to have like – alignment within our own selves, right? Like this is what we're striving for.
2: That's one way to look at it, but I I would actually say it's alignment with, with whatever, there can be different labels for this. It can be with source, with God, with higher self, with soul. Like you, people can label this in all sorts of different ways. I tell people if you don't really have a, a strong, it's not really a denominational thing. So maybe you don't really have a strong denominational organized religion type of thing, go sit in nature. Maybe for you, it's connecting with mother earth. Maybe it's connecting with the sun. So that can be another outlet for someone who feels like that's more, they resonate with that a little more easily.
1: When we come back, we need to take a break. We're going to talk to Nadia about what it's like to live in a low vibration state. And then we're going to continue our conversation around nutrition and why protein is so important. How being vegan can be problematic for weight loss goals. We'll be right back.
0: Now back to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bilotta from SingleInThisCity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show. Eating your way sexy is our topic of conversation today. Optimal nutrition to helping you lose weight, how connecting with your higher self and soul purpose impacts your physical body, and so much more. I'm Laura Bellata with Joan Kelly Walker. Our special guest is naturopathic Dr. Nadia Rizzo. Welcome back to the show, ladies. Hello. Well, we're having a great conversation around living in alignment, and we were discussing uh, what living in alignment feels like and looks like. Now, what does it look like when someone is in a low vibrational state?
2: You know, I can say
1: we need to be vibrating on a high high vibrational state? What about when you're vibing on a low vibrational state? What does that look like? Give us an example. I
2: can tell you it feels really, really gross. It feels really crappy and um, it's not joyful. So how it looks like, I mean, it can look different for different people. You might see someone who has a smile on their face when you're walking down the street, but inside it's a completely different picture do you know what I'm saying so to mm-hmm. see how it looks like it can look different on different people but I can definitely tell you how it would feel it would feel really crappy
1: well, but it would people, not be joyful. well what about people vibing on a low vibrational state when because of mental health issues because that happens often they want to put on a smiley face but it's really hard to Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yes, and that's uh, definitely a
2: very real thing. So very important to make sure that if that's something someone's experiencing, that they have the right support in their life to be able to manage that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So why do people shift out of alignment in the first place? What types of um, feelings and experiences trigger us to sink into this low vibrational state of being?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say you know we're all human. And it's not, like I said, not every single second of our lives are we going to be vibing so high and never fall back on the spectrum. That's unrealistic. We're, we're human. We're not robots. And we're going to have moments where there's an experience or there's a thought, maybe something tragic happens. Maybe it's a stressor with, you know, an ex-partner or someone that you co-parent with, and there's that experience that's starting to trigger. But in that moment, what I will say we can still have a choice. As long as we're recognizing it, we can still have a choice to try and manage that differently within our own selves. So awareness um, is key. Awareness is key. Okay. I'm getting triggered right now. I notice this. Okay. This person is, is doing this again. It's bothering me because X. And what I'll say is it can often come out as anger okay but anger is just a costume it's usually a costume for fear or hurt and i say even with dating this is a great question actually to ask someone that you start dating is to ask them in in a very non-judgmental you know safe way when was the last time you got really angry and i usually say to them and i don't mean like you know i got angry i mean pissed like when was the last time you got really angry and it's not because you're trying to trigger their anger it's because you're looking into the wounds of their heart. Because like I said, anger is a costume for hurt or fear. So what happened in that moment, they might say, Oh, my son said this to me and I felt so disrespected and he really ticked me off. But when you dig a little deeper, what you found is he actually found felt hurt because he felt like his son wasn't loving towards him. And he felt like his son wasn't accepting of him as an example. So it's a great question to ask you know, someone when you're dating,
1: but it's a really great question to ask ourselves.
0: Hmm.
1: And we can all, can we all have the choice to change our mood really by, sh- and shifting it by doing things that you enjoy doing and by recognizing, okay, this is, I'm either going to allow this to affect me all day or I'm going to, you know, nip it in the butt and I'm going to turn this around right now and I'm going to you know, start thinking positively about the situation and start doing things that I enjoy so that it doesn't ruin my entire day. I know that happens with me sometimes. And I've given this advice to other people as well, where, you know, you you wake up in the morning and everything everything starts off wrong. You know, the alarm clock doesn't go off, blah, 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 whatever happens. And then you let that one thing affect your entire day. And we're all guilty of this. But we're Mm -hmm. actually... Able to stop that in its tracks by thinking positively.
0: Mm -hmm. What other tips would you have about like changing your vibration? Like you mentioned meditation earlier, Laura talked Mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, making choices and consciously being aware of it. Uh, what, uh, What else would you recommend?
2: It's actually very simple, and I think it flies under the radar because we're just not as aware. Anything that you are allowing in your space a word, a show, a song, how many times have you driven in the car and the radio was on and maybe, you know, you're thinking about other things or whatnot, where you're going and you haven't even realized what was playing on the radio and it's a load of negativity, your body still heard it. Maybe you weren't consciously aware. It still went in into you. Your ears still perceived it. Your brain still perceived it. Subconscious still perceived it.
1: I don't know about message. that because I listen to the tone. I don't listen to the words. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Mm. I don't even know what they're saying, so maybe that won't work for me.
2: You can, yeah, you can try it out. It's something that <laughs> I am very uh, cognizant of. Even what anything that plays on my television, there's certain movies I will absolutely not play because I don't want that energy in my home. And so it, it, I take kind of that kind of approach where it can be the smallest thing. But when you start to pay attention, it can actually make a really big difference. Hmm. You know, we stopped watching
0: horror movies because of that exact thing. And I have to say, I don't miss them at all. And I feel that that has been a positive impact in our life. That's awesome, John. Uh, yeah. yeah, not that I was addicted to horror movies or anything. But it oh. is true that your body and, and your subconscious perceives absolutely everything,
2: mm-hmm. whether we're we'll aware look at or, or not. We get a stress response. You'll still, even if you want to take it out of the spiritual for a second and you want to bring it back down to physical planet Earth, you're still going to get the stress response, your hormones in your body. How many times have you, like, gotten spooked or popped through a door and someone spooked you? Your cortisol still shot up. Your body still got that shot of cortisol, whether it was, you know, intentional or not. It happened and your hormones were still affected. That's the simplest example I think that anyone can relate to if you want to bring it back down to an easy to understand concept.
1: Okay, we need to get into nutrition now because we don't have a lot of time left. My goodness, time is flying here. I want to talk about protein because you think, you, well, you say that protein is so important and to start your day off with protein. And mm-hmm. Gina Libby, uh, uh, weight loss expert Gina Livy, a friend of Joan and I, she's also been on the show and she says to eat protein first thing in the morning. I was eating fruit before I, I met Gina, but I did lose mm-hmm. some weight on her diet. So talk to us about this. Why is protein king? Protein helps to stabilize our blood sugar levels. So
2: if you're eating something that is carb heavy or carb at all, really, it helps to slow the release. Carbs turn into sugar or glucose in the blood. If you're Mm -hmm. getting ahead of that, it can spike your blood sugar all at once. And when we're spiking it, we're going to get a crash later too. And that doesn't feel good and it's not good for our bodies. So you want to be sure that you're including protein. I tell people at every meal and especially in the morning – especially if you ever think of those mornings you may have had in the past. I know me, like grew up growing up Italian family, I and mean, being even in high school, I would grab a slice of Panettone in the morning if it was December and I, would, I was out the door, you know? And then maybe by 11 o'clock, you're tired or you're like, oh my gosh, I need a snack or oh my gosh, I think I need a nap. Well, if you would have some protein, it would help to stabilize your blood sugar. You wouldn't get that spike and that crash and you wouldn't have that experience.
1: We are talking nutrition and protein with Dr. Nadia Rizzo on the Dating and Relationship Show, and we will be back after this message.
0: You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: We're talking to Nadia Rizzo. Well, Joan Kelly Walker and I, I'm Laura Bellato. We're talking to Nadia Rizzo tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, naturopathic doctor and author of Eat Your Way Sexy, the straightforward guide to losing weight and having the confidence to own who you are. Before the break, she was talking to us about protein and how she thinks it's king. It's one of the first things that you should be eating in the morning. And I had a question about um, protein. You mentioned that our hair is made of protein and we need protein to build stronger, thicker and fuller hair but what if hair loss or thinning is due to hormones, will protein help in this case?
2: So, it's definitely, you have to look at the big picture. So when it comes to hair, it could be related to many things, it could be related to nutrients, it could be related to hormones, it could be related to protein. So there's many factors here. So if someone is experiencing that, you need to look at the labs and you need to see the big picture. You asked me if someone is experiencing hair loss due to hormone imbalance, can the protein help? What I will say is if they're not getting enough protein, it's still going to be a piece of the puzzle that should be addressed. because regardless of the other pieces it's still something like saying I want to build a house but I don't have any bricks well you need cement to pretend the cement's the hormones and the brick is the protein you still need both and I have only I can count on one hand the amount of people who have walked through my door who have been eating enough protein before I met them
1: most people aren't I eat lots of protein Joan do you you
0: know I do more consciously and I also take protein powders Um, at least once or twice a day. But, uh, Nadia, what are your thoughts about a vegan diet? Because it's easier, obviously, to get protein if you're eating meat.
2: Right. Um, Well, not necessarily. I mean, there's a lot of protein that's available with vegan foods. But the issue is, and I have a section in my book called The Vegan Weight Loss Dance. And my issue with a lot of vegan sources of protein is that they're relatively carb heavy. So if this isn't a concern for someone or there's nothing that we're trying to address in terms of managing their blood sugar or a weight loss goal, it might be less of a big deal. But if your goal is to lose weight or your goal is to manage your blood sugar and you're trying to get your protein all from vegan sources, outside of a protein powder where that's biochemically balanced out to be lower carb, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough because a lot of these things, by the time you eat enough, of a vegan food to get enough protein that you need in that meal from that food you've taken in a lot of carbs they're just very carb heavy
0: so nadia the other thing that i notice is that everybody seems to be eating gluten-free these days is that a, a good choice
1: and no dairy
0: for everybody or people aren't aren't having dairy like everybody's like it's just having good balance better or do you have to do all your own personal food sensitivities? Like, how do you determine if you should be dairy-free, gluten-free?
2: Well, I always tell someone you won't really know until you go off of it, right? So it's very simple. Anyone can do it at home, just going for three to four weeks and taking it completely out of their diet and seeing how they feel. And then when you bring it back in, did you feel anything? A lot of times, I have not had one person who went off who didn't feel something, that doesn't mean it's impossible. It's it's possible that there's someone out there who would have that experience. I just haven't met
1: them yet. Okay, we need to head into talking about relationships now. This is the Dating and Relationship Show. So how can Align Living impact your dating life?
2: Oh, I feel like this is one of the most areas that people are seeking alignment for. I mean, we learn through relationships. They're our best classrooms. And if we're not learning, we're going to be repeating those patterns and it's going to be a different face, a different partner, but it's going to be the exact same experience. Laura, I'm sure you have several people who come to you and say, it happened again, it happened again, I can't get to the second date. Or it happened again, we hit that six-month mark, you won't commit. And this constant repetition where it's the same story, different Mm faith. So being in alignment, first of all, what is it you're trying to call into your life? So when someone says, I want to find someone, my first question is why? Find someone for what? What are you looking for? And I don't just mean like funny and tall and all oh, of those eyes. No, I don't mean that. I mean, like, what, do you, what role are they supposed to be playing in, in your life? Number one. And number two, are you ready to receive that? You want to call in this grandiose love? Are you preparing yourself, your temple, your mind, you, yourself, mm-hmm. are you prepared to receive that into your life? Because if you're not, how do you think you're ever going to vibrationally match for that? You won't. Until and I
1: always and I always tell people um, when dating to be the one that you want to date because the law of attraction is always in effect. You attract who you are. When you think negatively, you'll attract more of what you don't want. And when you think positively, you'll attract more of what you do want. And it's also important to possess the qualities that others are looking for. And uh, ask yourself, would you date yourself? And if the answer is no... Then you can't expect anyone else to date you, and this is where you have to work on yourself to be the best version of yourself to attract the best person for you who is aligning with you. Hmm. I love the right way to
0: put it. Date? Would you want to date yourself? That's a really good question.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And people will stop and go, well, maybe not. Well, then if not, then how do you expect someone else to want to date you, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I even have on my website, under my series, I did a whole challenge called the Relentless Self-Love Challenge. I made the challenge. I did the challenge myself because I've had this experience, right? And it's so important that we bring awareness to this because... A lot of times I find with relationships, like when I think about some past experiences with myself, it wasn't even the person like, oh, why did I have this experience? This person was so horrible. This person was so the greatest thing about it that I learned was I actually abandoned myself in that situation. So the pain wasn't even the pain of someone doing something to me. The greatest pain was I abandoned myself and I allowed myself to be in that situation. And not that I have to hold myself or guilt trip myself for that, but that I have to learn and I have to choose myself. And so if you're not going to be able to have that love for yourself and that relationship with yourself first and be very clear on who you are and being confident and comfortable Mm -hmm. with that,
1: Mm -hmm. that's going to,
2: of course, impact your, your dating life.
1: 159%. I don't know where I got that number from, but that ends our show. Thank you, Nadia, so much for joining us tonight. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you?
2: They can go to NadiaRizzo.com, that's R-I-Z-Z-O.com, and you can have an outlet to all of my social through my website.
1: Joan?
0: Awesome. And I'm going to go to your website, Nadia. I want to do that challenge. People can find me at my website at joankellywalker.com.
1: And you can find me at singleinthecity.ca or officiallaurabelotta.com on Instagram. You can also follow us on Instagram, the Dating and Relationship Show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Ciao for now.